And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! We get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to the Iowa Talk, guys. I'm your host, E-Rock. I'm your host, Theo, and... Remotely via telephone, we have TP. I'm here as well. How you coming in there? I'm coming in good. Does it sound good on you guys then? Yeah. All right. You're coming in fine here. You guys sound like hot shit like normal. So right on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. We're just gonna bring you some contemporary news this evening. It's evening for us, and bullshit about it pretty much. Yeah, it's been a while since all three of us just got together. Well, it feels like it. Yeah. Even though it's just two of us together, but it's still nice to talk to you on the telephone. TP. Yeah. TP phone home. How <laughs> how are things going remotely? I'm happy to be uh leaving this place. I'll just say that. Yeah, that's how things are going. So You'd rather be in Iowa. I would rather be in Iowa. Yeah, that's right. Just like Trump said. So here I am with you in Iowa. <laughs> so Iraq, you want to bring up this first article? So yeah, today I was driving home from work. Hopefully not reading an article. No, I was driving <laughs> and I drove by the hospital where there's a college and I saw some girls wearing masks. Oh yeah? On the side of the, yeah, outside. Outside masks. Mm. And uh, as this recording, just make a note, November 16th. 2023 all right and it wasn't a mask of look like her grandma made it you know oh yeah i was like out a, of some fabric a nice knit or something oh well yeah. knit would be cool so thanks yeah she's still saving lives and so you decided to look up some news on the subject well you i home? also heard yeah there's a surge in vaccine lawsuits and it forces the biden administration to hire more attorneys who's giving us this one this is a Newsweek article. The administration of President Joe Biden is hiring additional attorneys to help handle the workload from vaccine lawsuits after seeing a spike in people filing claims. This one by Jenny Fink, November 13th, 2023. That's weird. I thought the COVID vaccines were 100% safe and effective. Yeah. Wasn't well, that the, that's what the admin, administration was telling us from the get-go, right? Yeah, the next paragraph is interesting as well. It says the COVID-19 pandemic thrust the potential side effects of vaccines into the spotlight, prompting fierce debate about whether the benefits outweigh the potential negative outcomes. While COVID vaccine side effects have been limited, several lawsuits from plaintiffs who have experienced adverse effects 
have attempted to hold pharmaceutical companies accountable. Well, mind you, without FDA approval, as if that wouldn't be corrupt enough itself, uh, this was possible because of the emergency emergency use authorization by Congress. Yeah, and it was the first vaccine that were ever fast-tracked through the FDA without the uh, five- to ten-year clinical test trials. Weird. Very well, weird. Well, thanks, Donald Trump, yeah. for Operation yeah. Warp Speed. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. MAGA. Yeah, those MAGA guys, want to keep. they don't want to remember that shit, do they? No, they want to protect Israel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> from those terrorists. You betcha. That's right. So, yeah, the article goes on to say that there's a posting on LinkedIn from the DOJ that uh, specialize in cases relating to the uh, National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. Whoa. So the National that? Childhood Vaccine Injury Act? Yeah. Compass. I thought all vaccines were safe. Yeah, well, this one provides, the legislation provides compensation to those injured by certain vaccines. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of weird. They shoot us up with a lot of stuff, especially, you can only imagine how many shots you've had, TP. Oh, yeah, I was used as a pain cushion in the room. <laughs> Who knows what they gave me, dude? Yeah. Bear with me here. I can't breathe through my nose. Are you sick or something, bud? No, just like allergies i think oh yeah they were kind of kicking my butt earlier last week but it's all good now next we have a new york post online article about this a covid19 vaccine reckoning is coming for the doj over federal mandates by miranda divine published november 12th oh yeah it wasn't 2023 biden trying to go through osha to mandate it Oh, yeah. I believe you are correct, Iraq. Yeah, I remember that, too. Damn, I forgot about that. Yeah. Very nice. So, the article goes on to say, the Justice Department has just posted a new jobs ad. It is looking for eight new attorneys to defend the federal government in vaccine injury cases. Presumably, the hiring spree is in anticipation of a surge of COVID vaccine lawsuits as people who were forced by government mandates to take the jab and suffered serious side effects as a result try to extract compensation from a system that is stacked against them. Yeah, I thought there was some sort of, well, I'm sure that Pfizer's lawyers worked out some serious immunity stuff for them. I bet they hired the good ones. It says, well, yeah, when you, look, uh, when you click on that link there, too, about the COVID injuries, said, you've heard of long COVID, the cases of people who can't shake the lingering symptoms of COVID-19. Now comes long vax, a rare but baffling set of symptoms that follow a small number of people for months after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. Safe and effective. Yeah. Huh. Well, this is the test, right? So we're finding out. Yeah, they interview on this one real quick. Just, there was a doctor, Lu Luis Oaklander, a neurologist and researcher at Harvard Medical School, told Science Magazine, you see one or two patients and you wonder if it's a coincidence. But by the time you've seen 10, 20 patients, where there's smoke, there's fire. Science.com? Hmm. Yeah. Trust the science. Trust the fucking science, folks. It says, meanwhile, almost 13,000 Americans who claim the COVID vaccines cause them or their dead loved ones adverse reactions. 
such as such as life-threatening heart ailment, myocarditis, or the debilitating immune disorder, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Guillain. Guillain. Guillain-Barre. Remaining in limbo after what they were told was the right thing, heeding the government's mandates to submit to the jab. All right, trust your government. They they would never steer us wrong, dude. They never have in the whole history of the world. Right. Yeah. Bloomberg Law brings us one from November 3rd, 2023, that says, COVID vaccine injury suit may fuel federal overhaul litigation by Ian Lopez, a senior reporter. And that's, isn't this, hold on, real quick, just a side note. Isn't it really funny that this is right on the heels of them, uh, of articles being like, prepare for the next wave of the new COVID this winter? Remember that? Yeah, it's, it's not like anybody has actually stopped pushing the vaccine. Right. They're still trying to get people fucking vaccinated, which is kind of sickening, but whatever. Here we go. Anyway, yeah, there is a new COVID variant, HV1. What you need oh. to know about the symptoms from the Today Show. Oh, the trusted well, media lovely. of it's here. COVID subvariant HV1 growing in Canada. What to know so far? That's global news. Yeah, there's all sorts of. They never offer any data. One day ago, right? So, like the vaccine injuries, they rarely list anything that isn't in the millions. But it seems like uh, it's happening more frequently than usual. I'll have to walk we'll to reach out to our buddy Davey Wavy. Shout out Davey and ask him if people are dropping like flies around him because of this new uh, virus. Well, they've been this tracking the HV1 since the summer when it was circulating at a relatively low levels, but in October HV1 quickly gained speed and overtook other variants, including EG5 aka Arius to become the most prevalent strain. <laughs> Ian Lopez says a lawsuit by COVID-19 vaccine recipients claiming they were injured by their shots may usher in long-awaited changes to how the federal government handles immunization injuries. Individuals frustrated by the HHS program designed to compensate them for their injuries are taking their grievances to court in a lawsuit lodged with the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana. They say the program was unconstitutional, depriving them of their rights to due process and a jury trial. Well, let's hope that the uh, the federal government changes aren't like uh, what the VA did when they were just putting veterans on blacklists so they fucking died so they didn't have to treat them. Kind of like the medically assisted suicide stuff going on in Canada right now. No, remember back in like that was in like 2012. Yeah, I know, but VA, maybe they're yeah. connected. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, who knows, man? Anything's possible now. Yeah, the, the, the article continues. It says, lawyers say the move could spur Congress and the Department of Health and Human Services to reform how they handle vaccine injuries, as well as push more of the individuals alleging injuries to not just sue the government, but the drug makers that the program is meant to shield from litigation. Oh, plot twist. You can't sue us for the government, but you can sue Pfizer and Moderna that we gave all the fucking tax money to. Right. That made them like <laughs> record profits. Yeah. Right. They probably have the best lawyers. and Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I said that earlier. They got the yeah. good ones. They, they pay for the good ones. Right. Oh, that's crazy. 
this is really interesting. It's an interesting move by the government that now I find it, I find it interesting that they're actually admitting that the vaccine can cause injury. But if there's one message that needs to cut through all this, the vaccines are safe. I promise you, they are safe and effective. Listen to Dr. Fauci. Listen to the sciences to develop them. And then, uh, and then now we're having all these issues. So we were told that there was going to be a dark winter, right? Yeah, and that it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's right. That was going to kill everyone. But uh, right. I haven't experienced that. No. And here's the latest: the latest data that confirms that we're still in a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I I don't know anybody that's passed. Oh no, I know one person that passed away from COVID, but she had she had other ailments prior to pre-existing. But yeah, pre-existing. And then my sister got vaccinated and was dead two days later. So I don't know. Right. I wonder if we should get a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> have they started the commercials yet? Yeah. JG oh, Wentworth. Have you been oh, yeah. injured have by you a vaccine? Been injured by a COVID vaccine? Yeah. It's your money. You need it now. You or a loved one may be entitled. Yeah, exactly. That shit's going to be coming out, dude. Just like the 3M earplugs for the military. <laughs> You're start seeing and, that all and the water at Camp Lejeune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust your government. Folks. You haven't heard about that, Iraq? Elaborate. Oh, dude. Well, yeah, TP, why don't you tell it? Yeah, so my... My wife's uncle actually got prostate cancer, and they linked it back to the, the water on Camp Lejeune when he was a Marine back in the, the uh, 80s, 70s and 80s. So uh, apparently they didn't they didn't know how to filter any fucking heavy metals and shit or something out of, this, out of the water treatment. The contamination of drinking water at Camp Lejeune started in the early 1950s, and the most contaminated wells were shut down in 1985. The Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry has been assessing the health risks from hazardous substances in the drinking water at Camp Lejeune since the late 1980s. The water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated by an off-base dry cleaner, leaking underground storage tanks, industrial area spills, and waste disposal sites. As many as one million Marines and civilian staff, and their families might have been exposed to the contaminated drinking water. And a ton of veterans are having sicknesses now, cancers and stuff, and they linked it back to whatever was in the water at Camp Lejeune. And actually, when I was there, before I got out, I was uh, the position I was in, I had to attend uh, monthly EPA meetings. And the last one that I attended, they talked about how they found five pounds of mercury clogging one of the filters at the uh, French Creek water treatment facility. Semper Fidelis. Yeah. I was like five pounds of mercury. You know how many people that could fucking kill in this base? Uh, <laughs> quite a few. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I'm so glad I've been giving my family fucking purified water and bottled water. and shit. Yeah. I, I, I had to drink some of that water on base. I had no choice sometimes, you know, do they even make but, thermometers with mercury anymore? I don't think uh, so. Don't able think to, so. Maybe in China. China. Yeah, China. On the wet market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next to the bats. <laughs> there the are same booth. there are great enemies. We're told over there in China. Oh well, I don't know. Uh, in San Francisco, Zing G, whatever the fuck his name is, Winnie Zing the Jinping. Poo? Yeah, he uh, he was just in San Francisco. 
and they had all the fucking Meet, communists meeting fucking. president biden so winnie the poo yeah. came and they cleaned up all the poo mm. but yeah tp you were saying about all of the uh ccp flags they had flying yeah there's not one american flag that i from what i was informed of and saw or read about well perhaps they own san francisco or the That's streets what I was thinking. the streets oh, or something yeah. like that because you know like but, chicago in order to fill a bunch of budget shortfalls mm-hmm. they sold like i want to say like the parking in uh chicago public parking it's all owned really? by like, dubai that's interesting yeah so i mean it literally could be owned by the ccp yeah uh, uh, no kidding dude unless you're in arkansas sarah huckabee's coming for the ccp did you hear about that yeah i didn't hear about that yeah kick them out get out of there they're not gonna allow china the ccp to own any land in arkansas which i think every state should fall suit because why should a foreign and why should a foreign country own any American soil? That's bullshit. Yeah, that is BS. But the state of Arkansas has some problems. <laughs> For instance, uh, toothbrushes. The the rapper <laughs> can't remember. No his offense name. to anybody out there listening from Arkansas. I can't remember his name. I'm gonna look it up here real quick. But he was a hip hop artist, right? And he yeah. had some very very offensive and nasty lyrics. And, oh, uh, was that the guy that got arrested? Yeah, rain. Heard yeah. this from Rained Out. Yeah, I saw that on Rained Out. Yeah, who's in Arkansas? <laughs> right. Yeah, and um, shout out Rain Out, Chris from Rained Out Rain Camp. Yeah. So I I reached out to him and I was like, yeah. So this kid got arrested for disgusting hip hop lyrics, and he's like, yes, that's it. On November second, Reese Alexander Sullivan. 20, was arrested and charged with terroristic threats after releasing music suggesting he wanted to assassinate the president, sexually abuse children, and commit mass shootings. I was like, well, last I checked, you know, hip-hop is notorious for disgusting lyrics. You know, (laughs) Uh, this is illegal. They're throwing people in jail for this now. Yeah. What about WAP? What about Nicki Minaj? (laughs) That's disgusting. Those lyrics are fucking filthy. I haven't heard them. But... You know what WAP stands for? No. Wet ass pussy. That's uh, kind of not good for the kids. Well, I think uh, Beavis and Butthead, they did a good uh, on the new season. <laughs> they did that music video. It was pretty the funny. WAP video? Yeah. <laughs> I can't find this kid's name. Uh, that's terrible. But uh, you talking I'll, about this? Well, Jeeves, Jeeves will tell us. Reese Alexander Sullivan. You talking Thanks, about Jeeves. this new Beavis and Butthead show? You rock? Yeah, they got new two seasons now, and it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I saw like one commercial for them. Mm, I'm not paying for any more fucking streaming services. Yeah, it's like I was thinking about this recently. It's every bit. So we in our house, we've never owned cable or satellite, but now all of these streaming services they used to be like really affordable. Yeah. Well, now a couple of them can easily be more than a cable package. I think I heard, yeah, oh, Netflix yeah. just Netflix just raised their price. So, I mean, like, Peacock is like, well, I can't remember exactly how much it is, but YouTube TV is like 90 bucks a year, I think, or a month. YouTube TV? Yeah, Why I would I even want to fucking buy YouTube TV? Yeah, no commercials, and you get, like, pretty yeah, much everything. Fucking commercials are annoying. But well, I, I don't do it. I, yeah, I don't care that much about television and shit. I like movies, but TV, I mean, in my personal opinion, pretty much... All television, TV, TV shows fucking suck and they're annoying. These days, so, for sure. Yeah. 
I, I'll go back and watch my reruns of X-Files, man. X-Files. Mm-hmm. Do you remember MASH? Oh, yeah, dude. That's on the old uh, regular-ass television. It's not HBO. It's just regular-ass TV. On Sundays. Like, yeah. Uh, Korean War Hospital. Yeah. But I just watched uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah? For the first time. Stanley Kubrick? Oh, it was amazing. Were you was it? using psychedelics? No, I wanted to. <laughs> you should have. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was freaking me out, just like the AI, you know, 1968. They're Ow. pretty much predicting yeah. the future. You know? I'm sure it looks a lot more sterile, though. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. But no, I thought the I thought the effects were just as good as any fucking Hollywood movie. Better. Well, yeah, you know, that's why Stanley Kubrick was chosen to make the fucking moon landing. Mm. And Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, that was his last film that he mysteriously died before it was fucking made. I never watched I guess, it. I guess they cut like a fucking whole hour out of it before they released it or some shit. Did you guys watch um, Doctor Strange Love? No. No, I haven't watched that one yet. I want to. Maybe we should have a Stanley Kubrick day or something, but... what's What was that one, Clockwork Orange? Oh, yeah. That's a pretty creepy. disturbing movie. Yeah, creepy-ass yeah. flick. The old in-route, in-out. Full of all sorts of really, really bad things. Yeah, subliminal messaging and straight-to-fake messaging. So, uh, yeah, Stanley Kubrick... By far, one of the greatest directors of all time. The Shining is still one of my favorite movies I've ever. I've never watched it. No? That's a good one, dude. No. I went to that hotel in Colorado. Is it the Broadmoor? The Overlook, the Overlook Hotel. I can't remember the name. We just drove up to it. Didn't go inside. But. How come people can't remember details like this? Do <laughs> You went inside. How was it? Was it cool? No, I did not get to go inside. We just drove up mm. to it. You didn't get a room? No. Why not? I think it was really fucking expensive. I would imagine. Oh, I bet, yeah. Yeah, I bet it was. And there might have been blood coming out of the elevator when you went in, so it's probably good you didn't wake got messy. But speaking of blood, uh, this next article that you guys have here is by uh, Middle East Eye. That's right. By the Middle East Eye staff. Apparently, it was a contribution between everybody. 15 November 2023, Israeli-Palestine War. Two dozen U.S. lawmakers urged Biden to call for ceasefire in Gaza, which is fucking sane to me. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Right. Ceasefires are good when civilians are dying. Right. Especially the babies. But uh, the kind, letter from Kind of like the United States prevented in Ukraine for the past going on three years. Sorry to interrupt you there, TP. Two years. No, no, you're right. Yeah, exactly. They prevented it because Putin had to be stopped at all costs. Right. But anyway, uh, this this article says, Letter from U.S. progressives also raises concern over Gaza's children who make up nearly 40% 40, 40 of those killed by Israel. Holy shit. I didn't see that statistic. That is fucking terrible, dude. Yeah, good job, Israel. Your fucking kill count, kill death ratio must be fucking outstanding. Yeah, I think it's pretty impressive. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I heard it. Well, it must be pretty easy to get a high kill count when you're fucking shooting defenseless children. 
These aren't like the children from the Congo that got fucking their parent, you know, roped into a fucking warlord's fucking deal and they have AKs running around, right? Yeah. So this article says a group of more than two dozen Democratic members of U.S. Congress have signed a letter urging the Biden administration to agree to a ceasefire and end to Israel's assault on Gaza. A growing number of Democrats now support a complete halt to the fighting between Israel and Palestine armed groups. Wow. So they don't care about, like, the dead Ukrainians and Russians and... Well, I mean, not really, I guess. No. Huh. That's just interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. The byproduct of, uh, you know, trying to get at Putin. Got to happen, right? Yeah. Because Putin's bad. It must be the baby's lives are more precious than a baby's lives don't matter baby's lives matter dude. you know you, you know they're pushing for abortions but <laughs> where's the <laughs> yeah. irony <laughs> yeah but that with, is a good point but There's as soon as the incubators <laughs> get pulled off man it's yeah. time to go in you can kill your baby but right if israel kills a baby right but if ukraine or hamas and kills Russia baby, kill right? each other yeah doesn't make know. much sense, does it? Maybe a life is a life in my eyes, but yeah. who am I? I'm just a fucking yeah. dumb. It's kind of a weird position these days, dude. Yeah, no, I'm on I'm on E Rock's book, dude. Uh, I think all life is precious. Yeah, uh, I think we all are. Oh, don't say all lives matter. You're racist if you do that. Well, we didn't. Oh uh, no. Yeah, we, well, I just we said didn't it. say that. But uh, yeah, well, the we, letter. We can't apologize. On. Sorry. Yeah, continue. The letter spearheaded by AOC, Betty McCollum, and Mark Pekan states that without a call for a bilateral ceasefire, quote, this war will lead to a further loss of civilian life, unquote. And we will also risk dragging the U.S. into a, quote, dangerous and unwise conflict with the armed groups across the Middle East. No shit. Well, I'm sure that they had somebody really good at letter writing, you know, paid to uh, write this letter but it actually makes sense yeah good job aoc yeah i mean yeah this is this is i can actually agree with uh aoc yeah. and rashida talib and uh, the, Il- the ilhan omar I yeah rashida talib got censured oh yeah so where are the republicans there's no republicans huh well they're historically have been the Warhawk fucking party. So why would they, they're, they're making money off their buddies at fucking Lockheed and Martin and shit. That was only, why would they want to fire? that was only in like the sixties and seventies that started. So Republicans what used the? to be against war. Oh, well, and that was actually an infiltration by what we call neocons these days who are like rabid Marxist leftists. Mm. Makes sense. Doesn't Eight it? Pieces of shit. Yeah. Total, total yeah. control, total power types. So on Tuesday, yeah, Rashida Tlaib was... I don't think it means a damn thing no. that she was censored, but... Too censured. To 188 censure. Well, maybe yeah. this is why... What do they call that group again? The squad. AOC's group. The, the squad, squad, yeah. Maybe this is the reason why they chose to go this route, because further on down this article, it says a recent poll released on Wednesday uh, also found that nearly 70% of American respondents are in favor of calling for Israel to agree to a ceasefire. Totally. I think that your line of thinking is very likely. They're like, oh, everybody wants this. This is a good way for us to get on some good graces with people. So I don't know. those people who want to move to Washington, D.C., that's how they think. They think by public opinion groups and polls and shit. That's it. Wow. It says the death toll 
in Palestine is eleven thousand right now. So what's forty percent of eleven thousand? Forty five hundred. Beep boop beep boop. That's a lot of fucking dead babies, dude. But forty four fucking hundred. Well, outrageous. These are de- dead babies that don't matter to the regime. Yeah, and the kill ratio is one in every two hundred Palestinians have been killed by Israel. <laughs> it's fucking insane. That sounds pretty barbaric actually yeah the world health organization said that israel's bombardment was reaching a point where at least one palestinian child was being killed every 10 minutes wow what are they they're like you trying to show the u.s you guys did it wrong in iraq when you killed all those babies there let's show you what's up yeah (laughs) yeah how many civilians died in iraq well some estimates claim over a million yeah they got a ways to go then (laughs) <laughs> yeah well over but, almost 20 years i mean they're on the right path yeah i mean as this continues like i said dude I, and i don't hey and we played the clips on some of our last shows freaking netanyahu has no fucking uh no restraint he has, and he has no intention he has no intentions of having a ceasefire dude no they they want to genocide gaza period crazy man it's it is it's insane but, but moving on, Jinx. Yeah. To U.S. News and World Report, Arab and Muslim leaders demand immediate end to Gaza war by Reuters, November tenth, twenty twenty-three, by Aziz El Yakubi and Nayira Abdullah, Abdallah, in Riyadh. Saudi Arabia and other Muslim countries called on s- called on Saturday for an immediate end to military operations in Gaza, rejecting Israel's justification of its actions against Palestinians as self-defense. Yeah, we just went through the numbers. How can you fucking claim self-defense at this point? <laughs> uh, I don't think it holds water. No. that uh, Ethnic like, superiority, maybe, is how you justify it? Yeah, they are animals, and Israel is uh, the, the, you know, the true. They're the only human beings in that region, or something. Apparently, hey, Trump. Know. Trump just got in trouble for saying vermins. I don't think you can say animals. <laughs> well, I'm of using verbiage. That, I'm using the verbiage that Israel's been using. That yeah, so it's not talk guys verbiage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't say that. No, I don't want you. We to already established all life is precious. There we go. But you can't say all lives matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, freedom of speech, my ass. So the article goes on to s- explain the extraordinary joint Islamic Arab summit in Riyadh urged the International Criminal Court to investigate, quote, war crimes and crimes against humanity. That Isn't that it, a card game? That Israel <laughs> is committing. That's cards against humanity. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's the end quote in Palestinian territories, according to a final communique. So, yeah, I heard that nothing real substantive came out of the meeting, but apparently arch Islamic nemesis is however you want to say that Iran and Saudi Arabia, the president of Iran. Can't remember his name. Um, uh, from Raisi, Raisi, Raisi. Yeah. And Mohammed Prince Mohammed bin Salomon had a sidebar conversation that apparently went very well. 
they are different sects of Islam and they're actually def- different uh, ethnicities altogether, Iranians and Saudis, because Iranians are not Arabs. Well, and they also got the Turkish president, Qatar's uh, leader, freaking Syrian president, Al-Assad. Yeah, Assad was there, which is a big deal. I think welcome was... back to the Arab League this year, by the way. Right. Assad was. So. Yeah, so it's bringing the Islamic world together. I don't think they're doing much substantive yet, but they're definitely coming together. Come together right now, over me. Yep. It's a big deal. And we know that they're willing to do a lot of business with uh, Russia and China. Also, Erdogan was there from Turkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, Turkey. And he's been rattling the saber quite a bit, I believe. Towards Israel. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, if you go further down here, it said, um, Iranian president said that, so Raisi, how do you say his name again? Raisi? Raisi, thank you. Raisi said, quote, there is no other way but to resist Israel. We kiss the hands of Hamas for its resistance against against Israel. So. Wow. Yeah. Definitely picked a side there. From the river to the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can you guys explain that to an ignorant Iowan like me? TP. From the Euphrates River to the the Red Sea? Or the Mediterranean and the Red Sea. Yeah. So that's... Biblical biblical Israel. Biblical Israel. And apparently they want it back. But even though, you know, we we talked about whiskey... The whiskey, beer, and conspiracies guys, and and uh, these Israel Israelis are not the Hebrew Israelites of the Bible. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, also, there are other nations like Saudi Arabia included in that geographic landscape. Iraq, parts of Syria, and uh, they're not just going to give that back, especially after watching what's happening to the Palestinians. Right. <laughs> Oh, oh, dude! And further down, this article says a baby died in an incubator at, Gar- at Gaza's largest hospital after it lost power. Pew, and, pew. and a patient in intensive care was killed by an Israeli shell. An Israeli shell, the Palestinian health ministry said. Told you, man, the dead babies and in incubators, bro. Defcon dead babies and in incubators. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't so like, that's uh, that's going to be heating up even more of this shit going on there if these guys are going to be, you know. So is is Hamas backing. shielding civilians at the hospitals? I don't know. They got underground. No, they they're doing the same tactics that they were doing in Ukraine, where they just set up next to a hospital and launch from there. So if you're gonna if, if Israel is going to counter a strike there, then they're going to probably fucking hit the hospital too. You know what I mean? Simple tactics. It's, Simple tactics for simple men. Hmm. But as TP says, quite often, it's hard to believe what we see today. Right. Yeah. Once again, the first casualty of war is always the truth. Yeah. And especially today with media being what it is and then AI being able to create all sorts of, you know, videos just online. Um, Images like in this article from Business Insider. By Kylie Krishner, November 8th, 2023, Adobe is selling AI-generated images of the Israeli-Hamas war, and some websites are using them without marking that they're fake. That's weird. Why would they do that? Where's the fact-checkers? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. 
Yeah, so the highlights on this, Adobe is selling AI-generated images that depict the Israeli-Hamas war in varying degrees of realism. And these images, they're pretty, uh, they look pretty realistic. Yeah, they do. One of the images have been shared online by, by the public without a clear indication that it's fake. And misinformation about the Israeli-Hamas conflict has already been rampant online. Well, it's been being given to us rampant by the fucking government. So, yeah. Well, not yeah, only that, really- but you sent an Instagram of like a Hamas guy that was oh yeah, acting injured, right? And his mom right. was there then, at the hospital and stuff. Well, I guess the story behind it, uh, and I, I haven't done much research in it. Uh, I just saw that and shared it and I wasn't able to research it. But the, the story behind it was that his mother saw him injured at the hospital online. <laughs> Somebody showed her a video. So she showed up there and then he's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's all fake. We're just, you know, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> My goodness. So I would imagine there's all sorts <laughs> of cr- crazy shit it. happening from, yeah. from everybody. Iraq, you look like you have something to say. Yeah. What's a, what's your guys' take on all those, uh, missing people, fucking flyers on poles in like New York city. And then you got all these Palestinian pro ripping them off. Yeah, I don't know. Have I mean, you seen these videos? That's crazy. No. Yeah, I've seen those videos. And I think the people ripping them off, I mean, that's kind of a fucking piece of shit move. Like, how would they feel if one of their family members were up there and some pro or Israeli asshole went up and started ripping the shit off? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, it's just fucking stupid. I it's mean, but at the same time, you're not going to find them in New York. Yeah, you're not, yeah. So, it's like a missing no. cat. Sorry, <laughs> were we thinking the same thing there, Iraq? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't, I don't. So well, it's obviously probably more of a gesture from the spoiled ass college kids and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> but did you see the ones where they put like razor blades on the edges of oh, them? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> they were cutting their fingers. Yeah, people were trying to pull them off. It was that razor blade tape, like ribbon or whatever. <laughs> so people were fucking slashing their fingers open. You can buy a razor blade ribbon. Yeah, I thought about doing that to my car handle. You know, at night. Just in case anybody tries to break into it. <laughs> and what if you come out hungover in the morning? Uh, yeah, and then I forget. <laughs> or they get cut off. and they fucking just destroy the car. So that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, never mind. Yeah, you don't want to do that to yourself, bro. Or sue the living shit out of you. Sue the shit out of yourself. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> do that. Oh, that's ridiculous. But yeah, go check out bad articles. They're, the images, like I said, they're pretty realistic, especially like the, the shit from a distance with the bombs dropping and stuff and the smoke. Man. So it's a good segue into the next article, too, because of how government is trying to censor us. So, I mean, we're seeing AI generated fake images, but also government likes using social media to censor us, right? I should say social media is censoring. but And they would right. have to be behind this. This is from Reuters by Sheila Dang and David Shepardson, November 16th. TikTok to prohibit videos promoting Bin Laden's letter to America. So, from 2002. Yeah, it's from 2002. It was after the 9-11 attacks. Yeah, it's been on the internet for a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah, and... The, I, th- I really do think that they are afraid of the grievances that he states more so than anything else. No, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, did he sound like such a crazy madman? I mean, mind you, things that Theodore Kaczynski, you know, was getting pissed about and sending pipe bombs to people have come mm-hmm. true. 
So yeah, I'm just asking from <laughs> that sort of point of view. You know what I mean? I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, he obviously went about it the whole wrong way. <laughs> yeah, no crap. We don't condone that sort of behavior. But right. um, I mean, the the sort of using the Middle East as Europe and the United States, you know, the West's playground for so long is, you know, tiring on people. Yeah. Well, yeah, you go into this article, it says some U.S. lawmakers have called for a ban of the Chinese-owned app and had renewed their criticism before Thursday. Or Thursday's announcement. Democratic Representative Josh Gottenheimer said that Wednesday on X, formerly Twitter, that TikTok was, quote, pushing pro-terrorist propaganda to influence Americans, unquote. Huh. Where have we heard that before, Theo? <laughs> yeah. And it's just a letter, actually. Yeah. Well, and it, it, go, it says on here, a White House spokesperson, Andrew Bates, Master Andrew Bates, said in a statement on Thursday, quote, there is never a justification for spreading the repugnant, evil, and anti-Semitic lies that the leader of Al-Qaeda issued just after committing the worst terrorist attack in American history. What are they afraid of? What do you got, Iraq? Well, I just don't know how that's spreading if they're not allowing. Well, that's why they're censoring it, obviously. Yeah, even the Guardian, it says, remove the full text of Bin Laden's letter, which had been published in 2002. Yeah, they had it on their but, website for like 20 fucking years. Yeah, over 20 years. And now years. we got to take it down. But it's not now spreading. Actually, yeah, it has become popular, somewhat popular. Hmm. Yeah. Well, just like the trans shooter manifesto. <laughs> yeah. I think well, we touched a little bit. but Yeah, it said TikTok removed hundreds of thousands of videos since October 7th that had the letter to the... Bin Laden's letter to America. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Theo, that's a good question. What are they afraid of? Yeah. Do you think that's going to, it's been on there for 20 something years. Do you think, did it radicalize anybody in the United States that we know of? Uh, and also at a time when they're saying that people on some of these terrorist watch lists, which, you know, what are those anyway, but, uh, are pouring over the border right now. Right. Yeah, military-age males. Yeah. Well, we just had Nikki Haley walk back her demand that social media ban anonymous posters after facing GOP backlash. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? she going to be a big proponent for free speech now? No, she wanted people to submit their... Every, she said, quote, Every person on social media should be verified by their name. It's a national security threat. That was... Uh, on Tuesday to Fox News, when you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots and the Iranian <laughs> bots and the Chinese <laughs> bots. <laughs> what a tool. Right? Sure, so, Nikki. This sure. is, yeah. So saying that she fears that social media anonymity, is that the word? Yeah. Anonymity? Non immunity? Non immunity. <laughs> could translate into misinformation. Haley said, you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Hmm. Well, what if somebody hacked in my account and then posted a bunch of shit under my name that I don't agree with or didn't say, and then I get in fucking trouble for it? Well, she says, quote, they need to verify every single person on their outlet, and I want it to be by name. Haley said, reiterating her previous comments that such a move would weed out foreign-based bot accounts. And only people like Nikki Haley could post really 
bright and enlightening stuff like anti-Zionism equals anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So dumb. I wonder how much money she's getting from APAC. I don't know, but uh, there's a, this article here you guys found from the New York Post saying that Nikki Haley built an $8 million fortune after leaving the Trump administration. Yeah, Iraq found this one. $8 million? What could you do with that kind of Iraq, you should money. read this. By Ariel Zilbar, Zilber, August 25th, 2023. Okay, so the former South Carolina governor reportedly had a net worth of less than $1 million when she surprisingly quit President Donald Trump's top envoy of to the United Nations in 2018. So she was under the Trump administration. During that, she was only worth a million dollars. Yeah, worth less than. But then when she left, worth eight. Yeah. Scroll up to that top paragraph. It says Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley boosted her fortune eightfold to eight million dollars after leaving the Trump administration, according to report. Yeah, it says here that she parlayed her national prominence and into a financial windfall by hitting the speaking circuit. Joining the boards of top companies, one of which was Boeing, by the books. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. According to an extensive look at the GOP uh, hopefuls' finances by Forbes, Forbes brought the report out, huh? Apparently. Hmm. Haley, a proponent of term limits, had served as a U.S. ambassador to the U.N. for two years before telling Trump in her resignation letter, "I expect you will appreciate my sense." That returning from government to the private sector is not a step down, but a step up. Obviously, she stepped way the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, eight eightfold. Yeah, the move yeah. quickly paid dividends. Last year, she hauled in two point three million dollars from speeches at eleven events, according to Forbes. She probably learned from the Clintons. Mm. And then right. she also banked more than seven hundred thousand dollars in consulting fees, as well as three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> And cash and stock from aerospace giant Boeing. Here's what you got to do. With China point. bad, Israel good, China, China, Russia bad. So, <laughs> so when she was in Boeing, she was appointed to the board of directors. Right. In 2019. The big board. And then she mm-hmm. stepped down the following year. However, she remains the director for the United Homes Group, which has paid her more than $250,000, a sum that doesn't include future equity grants and other perks, according to Forbes. The only wow. the only woman, she's the only woman running for the GOP nomination, fetched an additional $350,000 advance from her publisher before writing nice. the book. Quote, if you want something done, leadership lessons from bold women, which hmm. was released last they- year. Three hundred fifty grand. Fucking three hundred fifty thousand dollars to fucking write a book in advance. Yeah, you know yeah, she probably used Fiverr. She probably used Fiverr to have somebody write the fucking book. AI. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Chat GPT what? fucking wrote the book. <laughs> Is there women? Okay, if any women listeners out there, if you've ever bought this book, please write into us. We'd love to hear your yeah. Let, let us rationale know. of you can get a hold of us at iowatalkguys.com. But you yeah. know. Her previous book, with all due respect, Defending America with Grit and Grace, published in 2019, sold about 100,000 copies. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. What? She probably sold for 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, I don't know. Right? 
That's what most, most 20, books go 25, for. 30. She got a so. $2.4 million four-bedroom, 5,700-square-foot home on Kiawa Island in South Carolina in 2019, Forbes reported. So She's wow. on an island. Nice. Yeah, she's better than the rest of us. Oh, and it's uh, doubled. Her property value's doubled, according to Forbes. Whoa. Nice. She pulled that equity loan now, huh? Well, or she's going to get the fucking court system after her like Trump and the way he devalued <laughs> yeah, or overvalued. Let's see your tax returns. Let's see your tax returns. I don't know. I think she's a lot friendlier with the establishment than that. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. But she's gaining ground in Iowa, isn't she? Old Nikki. Nikki Haley? I don't know. Yeah, apparently her newfound wealth comes after she barely had $100,000 in her bank account before being elected governor of South <laughs> barely, Carolina. Barely had $100,000. Yeah, I barely have a, a nice fucking hundred dollars in my fucking bank account. <laughs> yeah, no shit. We barely have two fucking pennies to rub together. Man, she must be really poor. Right. Ridiculous. But you can't get that here. caviar tonight. Yeah, sorry, fellas. Need to move to we're DC. Gonna to, we're gonna have to go with crab legs instead of caviar. I know. But the daughter of Indian immigrants began building her fortune soon after taking over the Palmetto State. Scoring four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars advance for her first book, "Can't Is Not an Option," which was published by Penguin Books. Damn, we need to write some books, fellas. Yeah, I know. Seriously, <laughs> we're getting fucked, and this is why. I think that's a good title. <laughs> that right? is. That's a good book. I'd buy it. Getting fucked. And this is it. why. <laughs> a lesson in raw dogging. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh man, that's terrible. No, we're not going to do that. No, it'd be fun though. We'll just have we'll just do what she didn't have Chat GPT write us the book. So uh, KTIV.com brings us an article. This says Siouxland's news channel, so I'd imagine it's out of Sioux City. But uh, this was written by Dave Price, published on November fourteenth, twenty twenty three. Private meeting at Iowa lawmakers' home helped lead to seventy plus endorsements. For Nikki Haley. Whoa. Doing good in Iowa. Yeah. We have to do something, quote unquote, legislator said, of the thought of Trump becoming the nominee again. Oh, <laughs> it'd be so bad. <laughs> An Iowa Republican legislator decided that it was, quote, time to take our party back, end quote. A former U.S. ambassador to Barbados and historic Iowa State House leader stepped back into public politics after 16 years away from it, saying, quote, it's time that we all need to act, end quote. To do what? I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Nothing good. Well, they are two of more than 70 influential Iowans that Nikki Haley's presidential campaign announced are publicly supporting two months before the state's Republican caucuses. Yeah, uh, January's coming up. Yeah, so Iowa has a really, really good track record of very awesome dudes winning, right? Ted Break Cruz. It yeah. Break Ted, it down. Ted Cruz Remind the people in 2016. Impressive. <laughs> right? Very impressive. Mr. Warhawk Ted Cruz, like him and, him and Victoria Kuland get along when she's at the Senate. Yeah, we need to get at Russia and Ukraine. We need to overthrow this government here. We need to overthrow that government there. Yeah, Ted Cruz. He won Iowa 2016. 2012. Yeah. Let's see who won Iowa in 2012. 
That was okay. So if you remember, Mitt Romney won for like two weeks. Oh, yeah. But then we found out two weeks later that Mitt Romney didn't actually win. Rick Santorum of Pennsylvania won. Remember that? Yeah, a little bit. Was this kind of like the last Democratic caucus where it took forever to get the results in? No. It was supposed to be Bernie Sanders. The Iowa Republican Party announced Mitt Romney for two weeks as the winner of the Iowa caucuses. And he went on with his campaign like as the winner of the Iowa caucuses. Is that what yes, it did? Yeah. No, that was <laughs> that was that dude in the two thousand elections. Uh, yeah, he Dean, got out of race oh, was, Howard Dean. Howard Dean. No, sorry. Yeah. yeah, he was going for the Democrat <laughs> nomination in like ninety nine, two thousand. Fucking all these white guys yeah. turd. And then we're going to Washington D.C. to take back the White House. What isn't that weird? How the tables have turned. That guy got kicked out of the fucking presidential race for for doing that. He didn't but get then, kicked out. Well, essentially, that's what they said his downfall was, right? Because he, they, which I was like, that makes no sense. And then now we have the fucking commander in chief just sprouting off diarrhea at the fucking <laughs> top of the hat, falling down well, every other place he goes. Fucking mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good though. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. I'm going to have some Mexican when I get done with this. Sounds good. In a place where Mexican would be good. Yeah. Because like every other restaurant here is a Mexican one. Very anyway, interesting. Right. It's weird. I'm, I'm close to the southern border, just for anybody who's wondering. That would be with, with Mexico. For anybody yeah. that has any questions about that. Are you out there freedom fighting? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good old Mexico. E-Rock, you found this PBS article as well, right? On Nikki Haley? So, yeah, apparently she's dumping $10 million in ads into Iowa. Flush with cash. Yeah, she's going to win Iowa. They they love them some Israel in Iowa. Yeah. And hate them some China. But apparently there's a website called weareiowa.com. Three days ago they posted that the Young Republicans National Federation held a mock caucus. A mock cock? A mock caucus at their national committee meeting showing where the GOP race stands amongst young voters. And the results are in. Nikki Haley, 37.8. Donald Trump, 23.3. Ron DeSantis, 16.7. And Ryan Binkley, 7.8. Haley winning. I don't know who this Ryan Binkley is. No, I haven't heard of him. Uh, I'm surprised Vivek isn't on there. Vivek? Vivek isn't on there? Especially. Vivek. And it, it's funny, uh, all these media articles now, if you, he's not on any of these, it's just her and DeSantis. Well, I'm sure that she's the darling of the networks at this point for the Republicans. They love our swing state. <laughs> they love swinging. <laughs> yeah, they love swinging. That ain't no shit. Who was that one congressman that was in the wheelchair that was invited to the orgy? <laughs> you remember Bob that? No, this was recent. This wasn't too long ago. Oh, no. I got to find it now. It was uh, Representative Madison Cawthorn, Republican North Carolina, claimed in an interview that fellow lawmakers have invited him to an orgy and done cocaine in front of him. Look at all these people. A lot of them that I, I, you know, I've looked up to through my life. I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, then all of a sudden you get invited to like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, 
what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the one that talked about getting invited to a sex party or something like that. No, it's what we do here in D.C. So we have yeah. sex parties and do cocaine. So. We fucking share each other's wives and shit. Yeah. Here's mine. Fucking gross, dude. Like I said, this is... Fu- and I'll treat, How is that any different? And I'll treat your wife like a lady. How is that any different than fucking the shit that the Romans were, were fucking doing, dude? Um. Well, I don't think they got cocaine yet at they, that point. They might have. They, they found some cocaine traces in, in uh, Egyptian mummies, dude. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe back then on the Nile they could grow their own cocoa. No, not high enough in elevation. No, yeah, no. They, it was import. They got it clearly from fucking South America somehow. Once again, kind of proving that our history is fucking just uh, lies agreed upon, buddy. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, they don't know shit about fuck about the ancient world. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that for sure. Lies we've been told, man. Tons That's of right. lies. But coming at you. Again, two people that tell no lies <laughs> from U.S. News World Report and Reuters. Governor Ron DeSantis and Governor Kim Reynolds. Did I call that earlier? You o- did. On a show? Yeah, I believe so. I know we're not keeping track. I just wanted to, because I know that thought popped in my, into my head that, you know what? She freaking, on the episode that Iraq and I went to the Trump rally. She introduced him. That was in March of 2023. She introduced Trump. Right, Trump. And then all of a sudden, she started getting cozy with DeSantis. Yeah, out of the Iowa State Fair. State Fair. Right, at the yeah. Iowa State Fair, we played that one deal. You couldn't really hear We're him Iowa getting nice. Yeah, you couldn't hear We're him getting Iowa booed. nice here. Yeah. You stop it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just thought that she was probably going to be his running mate. Because he's kissing some Iowa ass. He wants to win that caucus, even though the winners of the Iowa Republican caucus don't tend to win the nomination. Right. But I think it's all just a big show. It's a big show, man. It's always been a big fucking dog and pony show, dude. So anyway, Graham Slatery writes from Washington, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds on Monday endorsed Republican presidential contender Ron DeSantis. So that would have been November 13th. No, this article's from November 6th. Okay, so whatever. So that would have been uh, October 30th or or November 6th itself because that was a Monday too. So anyway, so it, probably was, happened on November it was 6th. a little ways back there. But yeah, uh, yeah but. Kim Reynolds on Monday endorsed Republican presidential contender Ron DeSantis' bid to be the party's nominee. A much-needed boost to the Florida governor as he seeks to shrink former President Donald Trump's big lead in the polls. Quote, Ron is focused. He is principled. He is results driven. End quote. Reynolds told a crowd of cheering supporters at a rally in Des Moines where DeSantis also took the stage. And in short, what I love most about Ron is he gets things done. End oh, quote. I thought she was going to say his cowboy boots. Yeah, his three inch heels. Vivek <laughs> <laughs> said. At that uh, debate that we haven't talked about, we were going to play some footage, but we're not playing any footage now. You don't get it. We'll play that clip. What they're trying to say with this is that in your boots, you have heels. 
No, no, no. That's yeah, what no, no to those say. are just standard off the rack. Um, Lucchese. Um, uh, how, how, how tall are you, Governor? How tall? Five eleven. Five eleven. Okay. Why don't you wear tennis shoes and dress shoes? Uh, I do wear tennis shoes when I work out. Yeah, 100%. you do. Yep. Okay, I got a gift for you. I'd love for you to wear. Okay, I shop at Ferragamo. Okay, and I, got, I don't accept gifts. I can't accept I, it. I totally get. I'm it, sorry. But yeah, but so got the Kim oh. Reynolds endorsement, and I would imagine that VP pick is going to be. I mean, I guess I don't know how soon. I don't. We're not expert analysts on, you know, when that usually happens, but we should look into it. Yeah, it's a matter of months out. But you know, the reason the reason everybody's gunning for Iowa and trying to win Iowa is because it's a uh, the state plays a pivotal role in the Republican nominating contest as it's is the first to select a preferred nominee. Its caucuses, local party meetings where voters decide whom to support take place January 15th. Are we going to go to the caucuses, boys? To get material, but I'm not going to caucus for anybody. Yeah, I ain't caucusing for nobody. I ain't cocking for no one. Yeah, that's right. I cock. Yeah, but... What, a tub? Yeah. No, for the Democrats. <laughs> Who, Bernie? Oh No, I just went... No. I, like, infiltrated them. <laughs> it was yeah, fucked and up, then- and they got the fucking number. I think I've talked about this, where they got the numbers wrong. It wasn't even the right because I went to fucking Andrew Yang. Oh, yeah, that's who it was. It was yeah. The, and everybody, the guy that set everybody up for the universal basic income, yeah. and then we got that during COVID. Weird, right? But mm. then, yeah, it was in limbo with Bernie Sanders and fucking Biden. Hillary. No, Biden. Oh yeah, twenty sixteen. Yes. You just yeah. literally just did that for fun. You just infiltrated yeah. the Democrat caucus for and fun. And it was funny because, like, Elizabeth Warren had... Before we had the fucking podcast, too, because you are badass. Elizabeth Warren had a fucking cardboard cutout, you know, their campaign, and they were trying to, like, pass out donuts, and then somebody came around, and they're like, no, you can't give out free stuff, you know, food. Nice. Why? We're because like, why not? Influence. Donuts buy votes, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, donuts yeah, are... Like, you got all these simple people. Oh, yeah. In this West wasn't, End district. <laughs> wasn't it Krispy Kremes that was going to give you like donuts free for a year if you got vaccinated or some shit? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like <laughs> to get the vaccine. If the unvaccinated get vaccinated, they will protect themselves and other unvaccinated people around them. If they do not, states with low vaccination rates may see those rates go up, may see this progress reversed. Ultimately, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. Mm-hmm. And burgers and fries. And yeah. burgers and fries. And the rest of it. Like Fucking a bunch of dogs, man. They should have done it for We're beer. Gonna, no shit. They probably wouldn't have more people do it. Give Which, me free yeah. beer for a year. I still wouldn't have gotten vaccinated. Fuck off. Well, apparently they had oh, to pay man, Dylan. Oh, man. You just hold your status. <laughs> they had to pay Dylan Mulvaney $185,000. Who? Why? Bud, 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 Did you, you hear about that today? Yeah. Been? Bud Light. No. What she assume for No, no, that was a campaign payment. Oh Crowder broke that today. It is interesting to add, and then we don't really need to talk about it anymore, but as of November tenth, Ron DeSantis added twenty four endorsers after the Kim Reynolds pledge of support. Kim Jung Reynolds? Kim Jung Reynolds, yeah. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> Kim Jong Reynolds. Yeah, dude. She shut all the businesses down during COVID, man. Yeah. Like Kim Jong Reynolds. 
And then did a bunch of stupid shit. We can take out beer. I want to be dictator. (laughs) VP. Yeah, well, the endorsement comes two days before DeSantis takes the stage for the third Republican primary debate in Florida, which Trump is skipping. Why is he fucking skipping? I understand. If he has any fucking balls like he fucking talks, he just needs to go there and fucking wipe him up. He's going to be in court. <laughs> it's gonna be a court, man. It's gonna be in federal court for racketeering and doing all all the stuff that uh politicians in Washington DC been doing for decades. Ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Well make your predictions now. As far as what? I don't know. A month from now. What did I hear? Oh yeah, Vivek. Didn't he say Vivek? Excuse me, I pronounced it wrong. He said that he looked the camera right in the eye and he said, there's no way that Joe Biden is the nominee that the Democrats just need to tell us the truth. Right. So he's getting views. He's getting the clicks. Play that clip. Can you get it? Play that clip. I also want to close with one message to the Democrat party. End this farce that Joe Biden is going to be your nominee. We know he's not even the president of the United States. He's a puppet for the managerial class. So have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate. Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now, so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. Just tell us the truth. So anyway, there's our little briefing for the this evening. Whenever you're listening, hope you enjoyed. Yeah. It's a little weird not having TP here. Been a while since we've got together. Yeah, busy schedule, busy men, but you know we're still making it happen for our fans. That's right. For the Iowa Talk fans. Yeah, we need to come up with a name. Well, winter's coming. Dark winter for the unvaccinated. <laughs> winter of yeah. death and misery. It's gonna be cold. Yeah, gray. And then. Uh, Corn pop came out. The <laughs> kids were feeling my leg hair at the pool. And... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wrap this chain around your head, corn pop. <laughs> Bad dude from Delaware. Yeah, yeah. So, so go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say uh, follow us on Instagram at Iowa Talk Guys underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter or X at Iowa Talk Guys. Follow us on YouTube at Iowa Talk Guys. That's right. We got. Yeah, we're on uh, YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube. We're going to be on Rumble soon. Yeah. Yeah. E Rock's been doing an awesome job getting all that stuff put up. That he has. Uh, Yeah, thanks, AI. Yeah. (laughs) If you uh, you guys want to get a hold of us, you can contact us at iowatalkguys.com. There's going to probably be some changes coming to the website here in the future. I know we've been saying we've been working on it. Which we still are, but um, that's right. With some merchandise, yeah. maybe we're hoping it's going to be. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a constant, continuous improvement when we can get it, when we can make the time for it. But um, yeah, so hopefully everybody's been enjoying our stuff, especially with the 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 interviews we've been doing. We've been having a lot of them, and it's a lot, been of, a lot clubs, of fun. Yeah, it's been pretty yeah, a lot pretty of cool. fun networking and and meeting these. Uh, these other podcasters just hanging out with them, dude. I, I, I've been enjoying that a lot, having great conversations. So meeting new people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
Well, I guess the next thing that we have to say is always remember, don't eat the yellow cake. Don't, don't eat the yellow snow. No, and, and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Maybe don't. And don't kill babies. Yeah. Don't pull them off the incubator. Iowa Talk, guys. Ow. Hi. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Very nice. Appreciate it.